0: Justin Bourne back, Derek Brandale, and Jennifer Rolnick. Happy birthday, Jennifer.
1: Yeah! Woo! Happy birthday. I have no idea. I mean, no one knows what year it is. No one's even going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just how this, this works. Have we found Mayday yet?
2: Mayday! We are here. Mayday! We're Mayday. here, Nick. Mayday! How are you doing, Kepper? <laughs>
0: the last time we spoke to you, I think you had a, a, a swab up your nose.
2: You know what I did. <laughs> we've, had, we've, we've had some we've had some funny funny conversations, that's for sure. But that was it was in a wind tunnel outside a place. I think it was in Texas. Yeah, I was getting a, a PCR test done. But glad I'm glad I'm done with that, and hopefully we're we're beyond that COVID stuff, guys. Yes. I know it's still around us, but. We need to see bit fans in buildings, and we need them to be loud and raucous, and, and um, hopefully it'll be an unbelievable playoff coming up.
0: I think we got that vibe last night with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in Florida, and obviously uh, tons of Canadians down there. They're never short of Leaf fans or Montreal Canadian fans down there, but your your, your thoughts on, on Toronto's three out of four points, if I want to keep the, the glass fairly full for Leaf fans Still at the end of the day, not bad. But uh, your thoughts on what you saw last night?
2: Well, um, let's go back two nights ago. Obviously, it was a big statement game, playing against the the Lightning. And you know what? At the end of the day, they're measuring each other up, and they're, they're probably coaches are trying to figure out what the matchups will be if they're going to play these teams and how we're going to defend. And I think that's the problem for Toronto is defending. They certainly can score goals, guys um you know they scored a bunch um the last couple days but um you got to be able to defend late late in the season going into the playoffs and i'm i'm a little afraid of that for toronto but um if we're just talking about their pure skill and 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 the guys up front and of course joining the rush um you know morgan riley and, and and players like that toronto's toronto's unreal they could outscore anybody but the problem for the playoffs and and, and down the stretch guys it's defense is what's going to win championships not not offense
1: and how much do you believe in the idea of them having demons in their head like we were saying before you came on they've blown seven leads of four to one uh going back you know however many years which is more than double the next teams in the nhl it just feels like they've got this sort of penchant for doing that thing is that just bad luck or do you truly believe there's some psychological factor there
2: well i think it's you know i'd Listen, maybe it's luck. Sure, some of those goals and and, and each case it's different, but when you're up 4-1 to and and you just cited a pretty terrible statistic, you, you don't really have to score your fifth goal. No. You don't have to pinch at the blue lines. You don't have to join the rush. You can get the puck deep. There's nothing wrong with chipping the puck into the corners and then grinding it out to literally forget scoring goals, kill time off the clock in the offensive zone. You don't need to be making shots from the perimeter. Obviously get, get blocked and all of a sudden it's, it's odd man rushes. And I'm not saying every goal was, is, is like that, but you got to learn how to play with elite. And if they've been doing it that many times, obviously the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. They got to change their, their, their perspective and certainly maybe even their game plan when they are up. And I'm not saying, you know, Fall back on their heels, but play forward, play north, south, but get the puck behind defensemen right. and grind. And, and, and Kipper, you you want a Stanley Cup in in New York? Your your team was gifted. You guys could score goals, but you didn't win because you were scoring goals. You you, you won because you defended.
0: I gotta think whether you're Sheldon or even Andrew Burnett. Um, you, you're you are you're you're sending that message. It's gotta be in your pregame speech. It's gotta. Be be constantly brought up do you think it's easier mayday for the players to um, not worry about following precision strategy like it was I don't know when we played maybe we were too dumb too scared to to fall off uh, and do something uh, on our own but is this just sometimes players going eh, I still want to
2: do it my way I think I think it's a little bit like that. And by the way, I mean this—it seems like it's negative. I mean, Toronto's—they've had a really strong year. They're a good good hockey team, and they could beat anybody in the NHL. But simple is not stupid, Nick. You know, simple hockey, especially when you're when you're getting down, when one mistake is going to be the difference between going on in the series or being down in one. And you know, it's 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 about playing. You know that for the other guys. And not necessarily padding your stats and trying to score and, and, and being, you know, that electric player all the time. Again, simple's not stupid in the game and, and and I do think the way the game is, it's so skilled. These players are so much better than you and I ever were, Nick. But you know what? You're right. We were we were battered by coaches. We were afraid to make mistakes and maybe we played too simple at times and where your first and second line players could, you know, skill it up and, and, and do what they could do. But the bottom line is killing and eating minutes off the clock is as important as you know scoring your your third goal to go up by by a couple, right I mean tight games playoffs are going to be tight, and there's no question Toronto could win the stanley cup they're they're that good, but they got to defend and and I don't know. I was alarming to see that you know five straight goals by Florida in a game where you you're trying to make a statement. We're trying to make
1: a statement, and one of the goals that goes in is on Eric Schallgren, and it's a shorthanded slapper from Radko Gudis from not a good spot on the rink. Shouldn't go in. Uh, he gets hit in the head after that and pulls himself from the game, and then he's fine to stay in the game and sits on the bench the rest of the way. I don't know what your thoughts on that particular situation were, but I guess I'm curious to know what your thoughts on that as a player are when you see a teammate who it feels like probably could go and doesn't. What do what you make of those sort of scenarios?
2: You know what? I'm going to steer myself completely away from that question. Okay. I apologize for that. Um, I will never question a, a player's character. Great. And that's that's as a teammate. I'm certainly not a teammate anymore, right? I'm not playing, but um, I know what it's like to be in a locker room. And the moment those those questions and those kind of co- conversations start happening, it erodes the confidence of the group. I'm not going to go there. Um, if he's injured, he's injured. There's no question he should have stopped the third goal by Gudis inside the blue line. You know, those are things like you're winning the game and you're winning it handily. And all of a sudden it's, it, it's, it's one little goal. It gives Claude Giroux excitement, you know, to not lose that game. And all of a sudden he scores his first as a Panther shortly thereafter. And Hubert is one of the best players in the game. Maybe the Hart trophy winner this year, maybe, um, you know, he, he, he went off to the races with Barkoff. So um, it all it takes. Do you remember Vancouver and Detroit in the playoffs? I think it was in 2002 or three, um, Nick Lidstrom scores one from center ice. Detroit comes back, wins four straight, and beat, knocks out the Vancouver Canucks. It was, um, you know, little goals like that, man, they erode, the, they erode the confidence of the group for sure.
0: Hey, mate, I, I certainly appreciate where you're coming from um, when, when it comes to, you know, uh, questioning somebody. But you, you can't deny, though, uh, you know, whether it's small whispers on the bench or at the hotel or at dinner, um, that's the one position that if if you don't feel confident about, then you know that probably 70% of what you do gets lost in the equation because that, that position is that important, especially playoff time. And you, were, for many years, you had, what, Dominic Hoschuk, one of the best in history. I mean, not too many conversations where you had to worry about that guy.
2: No, and, and that's the whole thing. I, I just I, That's why I don't want to go there with that conversation because – It can only be negative. By the way, even asking the question, and you guys are so spot on, probably that you know what the conversation, if it's being had, there's now lack of trust, and you cannot become a champion in the NHL or probably any sport if you don't trust your teammates, and and that's so. As a teammate, I I really want to, or as a former player, um, I don't ever want to question someone's character if he if he pulled himself out. I have to imagine he was hurt, but the conversations being had, maybe not in their locker room, but certainly like listen to us. Right. So, um, but I think Toronto, I think Jack Campbell, real statement game against the, um, the, the lightning um, Mitch Marner's lighting it up. Matthews like he, he could be the Hart trophy winner scoring as many goals as he has. Um, I'm excited for Toronto. I just, I want to see them play tougher and defend it's not about scoring six goals. It's about winning, you know, three one, three two games in the playoffs, or even less. You know, we we
1: had that chat a little earlier on the show about you know playoff style hockey, and I was making the point that the Penguins didn't defend all that awesome in seventeen, or the Capitals the year after that. Do you believe that? Um, teams consciously play different when it, when they get into the playoffs? Or or is it just that the best teams or the best defensive teams move on? What is it that makes us all believe that in the playoffs, it's about physicality and defense over scoring when we see so many teams that score well have success?
2: Well, I think it's just, it's desperation. I mean, guys are playing for contracts. I want to say probably a hundred, I wouldn't be a hundred, but it would be certainly a couple players on every playoff team. That's times 16 that will never sign a contract again. These mm-hmm. players are playing for their jobs for next year and going forward. They're playing for positioning. They're desperate. Like desperation, hockey is dropping down, blocking a shot and, and, and putting your body or sacrificing your body possibly, you know, to broken bones or stitches. Or I just remember, you know, a vivid image, imagery, obviously, of Dougie Gilmore with no teeth, right, or, or Bobby Clark, Bob Rouse, drops down, blocks a shot, breaks his face. Ian LaPerriere in 2010, I think it was, or 2011, with the Philadelphia Flyers, I mean, he sacrificed and he was out the rest of the playoff. That's the difference. And it's not about, you know, hugging your teammates necessarily, you know, in, in a route. Because guess what? One, each game is only one game, right? And and you could win 12 nothing, and the next game you could lose one nothing in overtime and the series is tied. It's not about the number, it's about... How many obviously wins you get, and they're not all going to be the same. You got to score, you got to defend, you got to play tough, and you got to have good goaltending. I mean, it's not that it's not that hard, but um, if I was to rate all that, I'd say it's goaltending, it's defending, and then it's offense to win a Stanley Cup.
0: You had uh, experienced a, a winning recipe for a Stanley Cup, uh, and the one thing that I try to stress, Mayday, is just. Just the the prep work to go into a series, and how much you truly study your opponent, and how each player has a, a role and a responsibility, unlike anything that you've ever experienced during the regular season, and that just in itself it gives what playoff hockey uh, is all about you know, a whole new meaning.
2: Oh, for sure, Nick. And, and you know, you you're in the you're in the hotels, and you've got conference rooms, and you've got videos, and I mean, this happens all year long, but it's difficult to be 100% focused on all the details for seven months during or six months during a season. Obviously, teams going you know streaks where they they have it, and sometimes they don't. But you can't blink in the playoffs. You could be done playing hockey in a week and a half and be the best play, best team in the league. And you know, all, all, all it takes is coming up against a team that's desperate, maybe gets lucky, scores a couple goals, and gets good goaltending. I mean. The Columbus Blue Jackets knocked off Tampa a few years ago. Nobody saw that one coming. And Tampa, was, they've gone on, but they learned their lessons. I, my, my, fear, my fear for Toronto is they haven't learned their lessons of being down, or up in games and, and, and having teams come back on them because that actually does erode the confidence. So um, I'm, a, I'm a believer. I'm a better on the Toronto Maple Leafs 100%, but um, I may lose my money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, looking around the nhl it's a funny thing right now there's always like a team or two who gets hot after they're eliminated and you're like wait is that team good and i'm there with the buffalo sabers right now they're six one and three in their last 10 games not sure how much you've watched them lately just want to get your sense do you think this team is ready to turn it around or is it just a strange little blip here
2: uh Okay, so I was just in I was in Buffalo for Rick Jennerat's retirement yeah. um, this past weekend. Um, it was unreal. It was a great night. The energy in the building was as good as I've seen it in a long, long, long time. They are excited about this young group. Alex Tuck uh, has, has really made a difference in the personality of that group, not to mention um, the other young players that are playing so strong and well. But there's no doubt their record doesn't matter. It, it, teams are going in there playing backup goaltenders. They're not as committed. Right. I know every I know every game is important, guys, but um, you see it all the time. The, the Phoenix Coyotes over the years missing playoffs but winning down the stretch. Um, Edmonton Oilers, teams that haven't had success over the last two decades. And if you look at their record, I bet you they're above 500 in the last 25 games of every season. <laughs> I, I'm guessing on that, guys, but um, mm-hmm. I don't think these games matter. Um, But for the players, the top players are going to actually, you know, gain something from this in Buffalo. And there's going to be seven or eight players that will not be asked back, not invited back to Buffalo because of the year they've had.
0: And Rick Jenner, I mean, it's an amazing story, uh, but, you know, because he's so popular and you're hard pressed to find someone remotely as popular in the last, what, 10, you know, 15 years, that in itself is an issue.
2: Oh, it is an issue. I mean, it was Rick's, he's the best and I love him. And I have a a moment in history that's, that's tied with Rick and, and the the night with, for, for RJ was very special, but it's amazing. I think probably the last really important player that's really done a, you know, big things for the city of Buffalo is probably Ryan Miller. Um, You know, the city embraced him. That was after Dom, obviously. And um, it's been too long in Buffalo. They've got too many great, fans and and it's it's a great place i know maybe buffalo or not buffalo but toronto southern ontario maybe looks down on on western new york but um buffalo is a special place and they love their hockey and and a lot of their fan base comes from the golden horseshoe so it's it's a great place but really it's way too long their team has stunk for way too long and and i'm not i'm not i'm not buying that stock yet next year training camp let me see what what they did in the off season where they're going to go um i i can't imagine them being better than toronto florida carolina tampa you know it's going to take years for these this team to rebound and recover i think
0: and just your thoughts about ryan Getzlav uh the retirement uh could he have hold held on for one more year or are you are you happy he's going out this way
2: i i'm i'm happy listen it would be great if they made the playoffs i just i love getz um we will want a Stanley cup together. You always forever have that bond. He was a young man at the time. He and Corey Perry and Dustin Penner and Chris Kunitz. They, we had a great group of young guys and I've watched Ryan since I retired. And I, I I'm a big fan. I'm a fan of the player, a fan of the person. Um, but he's got four children. I think he's at that moment where he wants to be home with his kids. He's, he's earned that right. He made a ton of money. He's done well. Um, he doesn't need to come back and risk bodily injury. So, I'm actually excited that he's retired. and Maybe I can take some money on him, off him on the golf course um, in future years. Who knows? Uh,
0: just one more before I, I let you go. Um, um, first of all, I, I hope we see Getzlaff uh, in, in a position uh, with the Anaheim Ducks because he has in many ways uh, been the face of that franchise. Uh, no question well, about that.
2: Nick, Nick just a quick comment. There's three guys in, in this franchise, maybe four that that are really, really important, that will always be part of it going forward. Scotty Niedermeyer, Paul Korea, Taimou yeah, and Ryan Getzlaff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I really hope, and, and there are some great young talent we know, and it's it's led by guys like Zegris out there. Um, but I just, I like Zegris's chances of being a, a, a great hockey player and having this great strong mind for our game. Uh, I like his chances of that happening a lot better with a guy like Getzlav around him um, than than not around him.
2: Well, Ryan, Ryan Getzlav he's this guy's. A, he's a leader. He, he's a winner. Everywhere he's gone, he's been a winner. Um, he's just he's a great person, and um, there's no question. You need those quality individuals to make everybody else better, and um, for these young players in Anaheim, you know I'm sure they do recognize it, even when they're focused on their own jobs and playing that. It's really, really special that they got to, you know, share a locker room and, 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 and you know, um, borrow the ear of Ryan, you know, on airplanes or buses. Um, that kind of leadership, it, 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 you, can't talk, you can't talk about it. It's, it's, it's learned. It's in those relationships. It's in those idle moments. And that's probably the one thing I miss most about being a player is, is having those conversations with the guys you look up to.
0: Hey, we mentioned off, off the top of this uh, interview with you uh, or, or hit with you um, about uh, the swab, but this is still our, our favorite clip right here.
2: <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. i invite fight my mom to win another Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I know your
0: mom. I, I envision but, the Will Smith on you with your oh, mom. there's no
2: question. that's why i can say it right i'm not i'm not a donkey i'm not going to do that of course but um it it just speaks of the passion it takes to win but there's no doubt my mom would kick my butt there's no doubt she's she's amazing and um and and she's just such a great person but um really you have to have that kind of twisted mind to do whatever it takes to to, to try to win yeah i I tell sammy
0: that all the time all the time (laughs)
2: And maybe you don't need your whole team with a, with a, with a head like that, but um, just a you know couple. What, it, you, you need a couple players that keep, keep it uneasy and, and crazy you know and a little uncomfortable for the other team. There's no doubt about it.
0: That's why we keep bringing you back on our show, pal. <laughs>
2: well, I really appreciate it. I love you guys, and um, I, I, I hate being tough on Toronto, but guess what? They, they do it to themselves. They, they have the ability to win. They just have to go out and do it and prove it to all of us.
0: There, there it is, Stanley Cup champion, Brad May. Hey, Mayday, thanks for doing this, pal.
2: Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Take care.
0: Little old school, like me. Yeah. Can we put him in the dinosaur category? This is
1: not a dinosaur to hold someone to high standards, like the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's like the gifted, they're the gifted kid in class. So you're like, listen, I can't let you mess around. You're blowing your talent. I need to push you.
0: But he, he likes them. Right. He just wants them to prove it. And I think that's Who what... Who doesn't like them? Who doesn't have fun watching Matthews and Marner and, you know? Pierre <laughs> He he wouldn't he wouldn't say, suggest he drive McAvoy to the airport. No, three who months would ago. say that?
3: Who would say that? <laughs> I, I said that pre <laughs> hand transplant for McAvoy.
1: Hand transplant.
3: What yeah. a doctor! But yeah. but here's the thing: he had a couple of chances last night where he kind of looked like the old McAvoy, kind of shot it. Right yeah. Wow, well,
0: he went. He, he did not want to bring it across. He no. went. He, he went did. Short he side. did bring it across and missed. No, he
1: he just the one shot. I'm thinking of the one, too. He had had two breakaways. He just shot at high blocker. High blocker. Minute and a half in. But
3: then he did have another break where he went back in. I just, the thing that terrifies me was him. He's so good right now. And he is just, he's undeniably a very important guy for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But he is the classic guy that you pay too much. Oh, God, yeah. And next year he scores five goals and he's clanging it off the end boards again. Like I, it's I can't just-
1: help but watch both Mikhaev and Ingval and think at some point next season both guys are going to have twenty game goalless routes.
0: I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> I don't know. Like- know. I, I think, I think has gone to the place where he he's
1: McKeever's above Ingval in that category. He is much.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just I just think he's worst case scenario. He's. Uh, six to eight well, you know, in eight, your depth chart and that's still 4 million and that's penalty killing you know, and that's driving
1: Mike better Michael Grabner like yeah. as in three breakaways a game and if he yeah. has the worst conversion rate in the NHL he's still going to score 10 times because he's just going to yeah. get so many chances also he's better enough that, year, that,
0: that speed will never disappear on him yeah. for the next little while
1: yeah he's going to have a run here where he's getting you know 100
0: breakaways a year so, what do you think the
3: number starts with for him for next year?
0: Um, show me the money. Yeah, I don't I, think Dan I, I want to say free? I want to say four, four, three, four, five. Yeah. I don't think I'll drive her to the airport. Still, then. Un- I don't think
1: Milstein, Milstein's out there to you know help fit him yeah. under Toronto's cap. I think he's getting him as much money as he can.
0: I, he's again, he's he's a free pickup, right? It's not costing you anything other than do, money. I'm doing the teams in my head. So, you know, uh, does no, no Detroit, one has any money Detroit want to get better?
1: Yeah. What's 27? 27,
0: 27 probably. Fifteen goal scorer. I, well, uh, I don't think you're going to. I don't think you're going to get into uh, overpaying like maybe the Oilers ended up doing for Hyman, and we love we we love Hyman. Yeah. But he's twenty-seven. Five-five. Is that what Hyman said? Yeah, that's five-five. I you know if he is one of the best penalty
3: killers in the league though. Could Mikheyev. you sell? Yes. Yeah.
1: Could you sell Mikheyev, Stick around Toronto, more term than dollars, and something that starts with three, three point nine.
0: Still scared he's, that. He's how I old? Did, he's going to be twenty-seven or twenty. Twenty-seven now. Okay, so twenty-eight. You don't. You don't need the Toronto Maple Leafs to get term. You can go get term on your own. You can yeah. go get five or six years. He likes it here.
1: He's got a, an apartment he likes Greek and a town. dog. I'm making stuff up here now. but Hey, Saganaki. <laughs> you <laughs> like, a nice, you <laughs> like a nice Saganaki? Yeah,
0: great. They got great food Come check out the Danny. Right? God, that's that's enough to give him a hometown amazing. discount, isn't it?
1: Toronto food is amazing. My one complaint is they don't have like New York style Chinese food. Otherwise it's the best food. You mean
3: you mean small town Canada Chinese food?
1: Uh no. Yeah. The small
3: town Ontario Chinese food is amongst the best Chinese food on (laughs) earth.
1: You it's know just, from your diverse experience I, I do. in Peterborough. Yes, and,
3: I've been to, well, I've had Chinese food, food in a lot of places. Anyway, if you Not have China. a good
1: Chinese recommend, <laughs> recommendation, I would love to have it because my oh wife and I are struggling. She's God. from New York. Keep in mind, we're looking for a good...
0: Okay, stop it. I'm getting hungry. All right. I'm starving. And if please. you want
1: to sponsor the show and just pay us in Chinese food, we'll also listen <laughs> to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're yes.
3: scrounging around for chips before every show here. Oh we're, we're, we like to eat this crew.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, let's get our thoughts uh uh before uh, the the show winds down here on Gallagher on Stutzel. Um played last night. Stutzel goes down on a uh trip, a knee. Yep behind the it was a knee. Behind the net. And this is what Gallagher had to say about that. When I was ten years old,
1: our coach had a rule if you lay on the ice and we didn't have trainers. If the coach had to come on the ice and get you, you know, you're too hurt to play. You had to sit for minimum three shifts. He's a great player. We played against him for two, three years now. More than half the games we've played against him, he's laid on the ice, and he's right back out there next shift. He lays on the ice, he acts like he's hurt, he sells the call, he's on the ice, that same power play. It's, you know, there's kids watching. Um, we're role models. If I was a teammate of his, I'd tell him to smarten up. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just not a good look. Very talented player, very good player. Needs to stop laying on the ice. It's embarrassing. When I was 10 years old, All right. All right. our coach had a rule. If you lay on the ice well
3: i uh i don't know what the hell happened there but it was just yeah. the same clip it was so good you played it again <laughs> yeah i don't know it's weird maybe i recorded it twice i don't know anyway okay
0: do we think that there's a chance um at the next gm meetings in boca uh when they discuss new rules that there's a chance that if you do lie on the ice that you have to miss the next three shifts <laughs> no I don't. pee okay. rule? Let's just cross that off the list then. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to give the, that those meetings some meaning. Okay. <laughs> that's all. Yeah.
1: You know, I so I listened to that whole clip, and I think two things
0: are true. Maybe
1: Stutzla is someone who lays in the ice a little bit longer to help sell a, cl- a call. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't watched him enough in his career to have a real sense of if that's true or not, but I think that is a fair criticism mm. that some players do that worse than others. Definitely. I also roll my eyes aggressively at the idea of there are kids watching you know that Gallagher's uh, the case he's making is for the good of the children here he's worried about the kids like come on with the high and mighty if you want to chirp the guy and call him soft call him soft say he's a diver I don't like the idea that he's up here as a noble moral stance for the kids let me just say this about the guy who's saying
3: these things as well Let's say Gallagher comes off the ice with a lot of snow on his jersey. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, Guy's flopping around all the time. I've watched a million of this guy play against the Leafs. I mean, you think he's of his, tough, ba- he's his dirty, battles. tough. He's He
1: gets in there, but he'll... You he lies around. He likes
3: to draw a penalty. He flies around a little bit, so I think you have to consider the source here, but i got to tell you, I love this clip. I, I, I'd love it. I'd love the way he starts so it. I'm, when I was 10 years old, it sounds like the Joker. I'm into it. <laughs>
0: I love the clip. I'm I'm a dinosaur. I'm buying in a little bit into Sammy that I I welcome some animosity. I I welcome some, you know, hatred or you're pissing me off or I'm calling you out or whatever. I mean, the last thing I want is... Why are you so pissy? Vanilla, right? So I get that part. I'm just not sure in the grand scheme of things, and to Sammy's point a little bit, that... Gallagher wants to be the guy that plays judge and jury on who's hurt or who's not hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bit of a slippery slope, especially the way he plays. Right. That, you know, there there are times when we've seen him take one. Uh, We saw it in the bubble when uh, Matt Niskanen, if I'm not mistaken, cross-checked him in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Now, he didn't lie on the ice and roll around. I give him full credit. Um, But, you know, at the same time, People got to find out how hurt you are sometimes.
1: Yeah. And also Stutzler wasn't down that long. Not horribly long.
0: I mean. He gets
1: kneed and then.
0: I don't know. within I don't know. I mean, did he stay on the ice for five seconds, seconds, ten seconds? It wasn't a minute. No. Right?
1: No.
0: And he did get up and and, and skate. Uh, He was assisted by a trainer. But if I can recall, too, in... uh, The 2000, I want to say, 14 playoffs, I think it was the Rangers and Montreal. And I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, Derek Steppen took a shot to his jaw. Mm -hmm. And they all called him out. Faker will be in there the next game. Uh, You know, I don't know how hurt he is. And Gallagher was right there, too. Yeah. And
1: Broken jaw, right? Broken
0: jaw. Yeah. Surgery and might have missed one or two games but came back with a broken jaw right like
1: the ultimate toughest dude right yeah
0: so i, I do you really want to start talking about who's hurt and who's not hurt publicly
1: i think this is this is brad may's point that he just made in a, on our conversation about shelgren right he's basically saying eh, it's a slippery slope it's also the the gallagher thing is a bit of a politician move you know if, if you're like the ultimate liar to be like, uh, my opponent's a huge liar. Like it's the, uh, I think that's you. Isn't that not you? So I, for, I was 10 years old. Yeah. I, got, I don't know how I got these scars. I like it from Gallagher. <laughs> it's just the embodiment of Gallagher as a player. So yep. When I was young. Yeah. back When I was young guy in the NHL. All
0: right. We, uh, we mentioned a little bit, uh, about the McDavid and dry saddle conversation. There seems to be a vibe out there that, uh, yeah. Two guys in the running for a heart mm-hmm. could that, Deval, that devalues that, their
1: it, chance at winning do, it? Do
0: they cancel each other out? The guys
1: we're talking about, McDavid, and are yeah. the guys who just won the heart trophy, and then the year before, one of them won the heart trophy. Oh,
3: the
0: last two heart winners, probably. probably so, not. is is this you know the feeling that perhaps if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan, that uh, the popularity of say an Austin Matthews will overcome even a what's deemed a, a better season at least statistically not in the goals department but in the points department and that yeah. that more points usually supersedes the most goals
1: I would say it's a flaw of our voting system that most people just look at the points leaders and go, oh, him now. Like All of a sudden, like, Huberto passed whoever he passed to be second in the NHL, and now it's like, oh, maybe Huberto for hard. He, you know, it's like, oh, some some assists aren't going to change how what you think of the player, the seasons he's had, I don't, I don't think at this point. The contention, I guess, is when you talk about value, does a guy have to be this much better than the next best player in his team? And McDavid and Dryside will kind of split that a little bit. I don't know.
3: I think a lot of people are scared that Elise least going to win
1: the MVP.
0: Yeah. Okay. But why are they scared? Because the fans are brutal.
1: <laughs> Leafs fans will be really on Are they scared that?
0: because they think that, uh, you know, the the writers, the majority of them are from Toronto or the influential ones are from Toronto or this is going to be a sentimental uh, decision to, to make the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, – A heart winner. Make make no bones about it. The worst thing for hockey
1: fandom and hockey Twitter is Leafs having success, like winning a cup, heart trophies, winning, you know, that thing, because there's the most Leafs fans and they're annoying. Correct. I think it threatens to harm people who aren't Leafs fans do not want to see the Leafs have success. I think the heart trophy vote is a small thing in team success, but it's a thing Leafs fans would have.
0: For sure,
1: and there's concern about that because people will hear
0: about it. Well, I've I've said this right from the beginning that it's, and I've been consistent with this over the years. It's there's a jealousy thing out there. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. And it has nothing. to Of course, it doesn't stem from all the championships the last you know with fifty people plus are afraid, years.
1: Imagine if there was championships. That's right.
0: Oh. Now all of a sudden, are, are you guys the most uh, financially successful organization? Um, But now you're going to have championships too. We we don't want that. that. Nobody wants to see that. And win hearts and and, Norris.
1: That is the undercurrent of every Leafs conversation had everywhere. Is that no one wants that outside of Toronto. And I don't even think Leafs fans would know what to do with themselves if they had some actual arsenal, some success in the playoffs here. I don't think they know what to do with themselves.
3: Let me dream one day. You okay, Sammy? I I let myself think about it once a month. Just just let myself think about it. Like
1: one year? Because that's what
3: we heard in New York. Just please once before I die. That is, I have said those exact words a thousand times in my life. One before I
1: go. I'm I'm hoping you got a little bit of runway here, Sammy. Well,
3: yeah, but I've made the joke before. Like when the Cubs won the World Series and they showed like the montage of all the people who are celebrating and then they flashed it like some geezer in his recliner. Oh, they did it. Like I don't want to be that guy. I want to be able to walk around one. and enjoy I'm it. Able
1: to
0: get I, out to the after hours one night. <laughs> yes. So I went down. I, I told you for uh, a little bit of a reunion with the Rangers, and yeah. they're like uh, one in eighty-six, and I'm like, I didn't even do the math, but that's what it is. One champion. They're complaining about one championship in eighty-six years
1: for the the Rangers. For the
0: Rangers. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's. It sucks,
1: right? Like how, mathematically, how many fi- they, they went to the have final. Three.
3: What year was it? They went to the final.
0: I think fourteen. Did not yeah. they
3: beat the Devils? Uh, I don't know. Something? No, yeah, L. Like a. Kings,
1: Kings beat them. L.
3: A. Yeah, but th- I thought they beat the Devils on the way to get there. Maybe, anyways. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure they did. Sounds right. <laughs> That's fine.
0: <laughs> you, you you care? I do care. It's,
1: it's Going
3: Sammy. to the f- buddy.
0: No, the Leafs went to the care final. If they beat the devil? Oh no 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 no! no. Yeah. I was just
3: thinking it out loud. Okay, but I, a finals trip for the Leafs. is huge, huge. Even if they lost.
1: I'm just trying to, you know, like
3: if if they good were good for us too,
0: boys.
1: I, I
3: well, just that's, can't imagine that's, that's the momentum. The other thing
0: of... Too that that's the other thing that pisses everybody off, uh, especially in Western Canada. Just that that comment. It's it's good for us, right? He means us, the real Kipper and Bourne show. I do for sure. Yes. But even like Hockey Night in Canada, yeah, they will make the most money if the Leafs win, not Calgary, right? Not Edmonton. Edmonton, Calgary is a serious head-to-head would... No. Not even a dent. This is all about the Leafs. The, the cash cow is if the Leafs go to
3: a final. Yeah. People are bent out of shape about the jealousy comment on the text line. It's like text just flying in jealous of what exactly 50 years of futility baba
0: <laughs> um how, how about like you know uh, a, a toronto vancouver game and they spend 25 minutes in in pre-game talking about the leafs and five minutes on vancouver that's Part of it.
1: Well, Bexa has said that when he was with Vancouver, that that is part of it is that frustration of not feeling like you get adequate coverage because of the it's not adequate. Crappy Leafs at the time,
0: we're They're getting going more air than the, the good cash cocks. is going. They're going where the popularity is going. They're going where the numbers are going. Which is why everything's going the way
1: of gambling. That's where the money is. Hey, here's your gambling line and everything. Speaking of, boy, I got some action on the Masters, boys. Follow I the cash in deep. In That's- deep. Yeah. The
0: root of all evil. Yeah, well, that's the root of all, unfortunately. All right. Uh, Sammy? Masters action. What, what chances does Tiger
1: have? To make uh, the cut. To make fit, the cut, good. Uh, top 20, maybe. Other than that, nothing. Yeah, Sorry, a couple said if he can walk 72 holes, I give him a chance. It's like, God, it's that bad. He <sighs>
0: uh, it's, he, his injury wasn't ba- uh, his, uh, that bad that he needs a, a, a flag on a cart.
1: He probably should have one. No, as long I'm, I'm as he's serious. not driving it. Yet. I'm
0: serious. He can, he can, he's okay physically to, to walk. as good as mine. He's walking the practice who rounds. Who is
1: it? Casey Martin that used to...
0: And who's, yeah. it, who's, his, uh, who's his
3: group? Would you like to be in that group or you Louis don't want to Stazen be in that group? And Joaquin Neiman is who he's teeing it off and with tomorrow. The the they is, would be happy no. or not happy? Horribly mad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally personality <laughs> dependent. Some yeah. guys might love it. Yeah,
3: I got big money on Cam Smith and John Romp.
1: Sam Burns. Who else? I
0: got Neiman. Answer. All right. Our thanks to David Amber, Brad May, Justin Bourne. Fight my mom What's Jennifer doing tonight? Partying, Harding. Happy birthday, Jen. Derek, thank you very much. We'll see everybody tomorrow on Real Kipper and Bourne. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.